Hello and welcome to the Political Notebook podcast. I'm Billy Robb. I'm a high school teacher. And I'm Robert Robb, an editorial columnist with the Arizona Republic and Billy's dad. This will be another ballot initiative podcast episode. Last week we did an episode on the Invest in Ed ballot initiative. So if you haven't heard that, go back and listen to that. As most of our listeners probably know, Arizona is a state that offers the opportunity for citizens to create their own laws if they gather enough signatures and gets on a ballot for everyone to vote on. And then everyone in November will go to the ballot and vote yes or no. And this year was a big year for ballot initiatives and referendums. There was four ballot initiatives and at least one referendum, uh, citizen referendum. We're going to talk about all of them. Uh, we've talked about Invest in Ed. Today we're going to talk about two we're going to talk about outlaw, dirty money, and clean energy, uh, two additional ballot initiatives. So let's start by by talking about outlaw, dirty money. And I'll admit that I haven't done uh, as much research as you, Dad, on, on these two initiatives uh, so far. So I'm going to play the role of the uh, uninformed voter, and I'll be I'll be asking the questions here. So, outlaw dirty money. Uh, who's behind this uh, initiative, and and what does it do? Uh, the leader of the campaign is uh, Terry Goddard, um, former attorney general, former mayor of Phoenix, um, former candidate for both uh, governor and secretary of state. Uh, it's an attempt to forced disclosure of all the sources of campaign expenditures. Uh, We uh, have the ability um, right now for there to be uh, independent expenditure campaigns that spend a lot of money uh, that don't have to disclose their sources of funding. So uh, this particular initiative is an attempt to force that disclosure uh, by requiring all organizations that engage in campaign speech to report the, quote, original source, end quote, of the money that's uh, funding the effort. And this is for both issues and candidates? Yes. So, so pretty much it, any sort of campaign you're going to run, you're going to have to disclose where the money came from? And, and, and they are independent expenditure campaign. So right now under state law, if you are running a, running a campaign on behalf of a ballot measure, you're supposed to register and report your contributions. Uh, likewise for candidates. But then you get these independent expenditure groups um, that uh, spend a lot of money and don't disclose uh, their sources of financing or make obscure disclosures that don't really reveal uh, who's behind the effort. So what's what's like an example of an independent expenditure that, that people would be most familiar with that might be affected if this law had been in place? Uh, one of the most uh, well-known and controversial uh, is the Corporation Commission election in uh, 2014, there were millions of dollars expended on behalf of the Republican candidates, um, certain Republican candidates in the primary and uh, the Republican slate in the general election. There were two 
uh, independent expenditure campaigns that spent large sums of money on these races, uh, neither of which disclosed uh, the sources of their funds. It was widely suspected and remains widely suspected that uh, a principal source of the funding uh, was uh, Arizona Public Service Corporation, which is regulated by the commission. Um, APS has uh, neither confirmed nor denied, <laughs> uh, as the phraseology goes, although they did spend millions of dollars and openly reported it uh, in the 2016 election. And this kind of gets uh, probably two fears about not two probably two fears about campaign donations that are not disclosed one being that example where uh someone's contributing money that they're going to be directly impacted by but there's no way to know but then also um there's a concern about other states and people from other states with uh you know uh, incentives and motivations we might not know about investing their money into into our state uh, and we don't, and we don't know about that. Uh, yeah, the, the, those those are a couple of the concerns that have been expressed. There is a point of view within libertarian circles uh, that people should have the right to engage in anonymous campaign speech and not be subject to the censor and and retaliation that sometimes occurs as a result of that. Although I'm. Uh, ordinarily sympathetic uh, to the libertarian point of view on this particular occasion, I disagree with it. And I do believe that people have a right to spend whatever sums of money they want on campaign speech. But those of us who are the object of that speech uh, have a right to know um, who is yammering at us. So my concern with the ballot proposition isn't its goal. I actually share its goal, uh, but I have doubts as to whether the approach taken will yield the information that the sponsors want it to yield uh, and may actually yield, in some circumstances, misleading information. Who is the original source of campaign speech is not always at all clear. Um, and let me give an example. Let's say John Doe contributes $100,000 to Group A, which does a variety of things but doesn't engage in campaign speech. They lobby, uh, they do um, research, uh, they do candidate training. But then Group A gives money to Group B, uh, which does engage in campaign speech. Well, what amount of John Doe's $100,000 contribution to Group A is the original source of Group A's contribution to Group B? Um, I don't think that that's, in many cases, a question with a clear answer. Mm -hmm. And if you force people to answer it anyway, uh, you may actually come up with misleading information that uh, the people who are identified as the original source uh, may not even agree. I mean, John Doe may not agree with so then, what Group B is doing in terms of campaign speech. So then would that, would that be up to, uh, would that require additional legislation to sort out what is the definition of, a, of an original source in that case? You know, or is it, is it, would it be a matter of litigation, someone being called an original source that is not saying that and 
the, the initiative attempts to be um, self-implementing and, and to be able to stand alone and require people to disclose original sources. I don't think there's any question it will be subject to litigation if the voters approve it. And in addition to the difficulty that I described, there's also the possibility that Group B, in my example, will say, uh, we're a corporation. Most of these organizations are incorporated. Citizens United, the U.S. Supreme Court decision, says that we can expend from our general treasury um, on uh, campaigns. And that's what we did. We are our own original source from our general treasury. Uh -huh. There's attempts within the initiative to try to prevent that particular dodge. Um, but I think there's a strong, I think Group B in that case would have a strong legal argument. That they weren't, that they don't have to disclose. Disclose they, the they, people that, that gave to them. That, yes, that they are their own original source but because I, they're expending money out of their general but even, treasury and they're a corporation. Even that's true, you still would know that B was the was the source. Well, you, Whereas you, B might be the corporation. Yeah, you, you know that now. If, if you're okay. going to engage in an independent expenditure but in campaign. But in the 2014 example, we didn't the, know if that was the... No, the two groups that engaged in the anonymous speech, the Arizona oh, Free so was that Enterprise Club, and I forget the name of the second one, both registered and reported what they spent. Okay, so we didn't but know we, who gave to them. But we didn't them. know who gave to them. Okay, gotcha. So if, if you actually engage in the speech... You do have to register and report um, what you spend. All right. But where you got your money becomes uh, a, more of a complex question in terms of what's currently required to be disclosed. So what's the libertarian argument that you shouldn't have to, to, to expose that? Because I, I see your point that, hey, you're, I'm seeing an advertisement all over the place trying to convince me to do that. Where does that, where does that come from? And who's paying for that? What's the argument What's the basis for the argument that you shouldn't have to disclose well, the, the source of... The, the legal spending. argument is that it's protected under the First Amendment, and indeed an awful lot of the political speech that occurred at the time of our founding and, and even to ratify the Constitution uh, was anonymous speech. Um, the Federalist Papers were written under uh, pseudonyms. So um, there is an argument that it is part of the First Amendment. The practical argument uh, is that people should be able to engage in politics without fear of retaliation. Like There's, if my coworkers know that I contributed to this campaign and it's a, say I'm a liberal in a conservative environment, I might get, you know, bullied or right. ostracized. In or the U.S. Supreme Court, um, when I believe it was the state of Alabama was trying to force uh, the NCAA, N NAACP to disclose its donors mm -hmm. for the obvious purpose. This is back in the segregated South days uh, to try to intimidate and retaliate against them. That happened to social conservatives uh, in the gay marriage uh, campaign in California. Many of them suffered uh, retaliation. Um, to me, and I agree with Antion uh, Scalia about this, uh, if you're going to gauge in politics, if you're going to tell other people what they ought to do with their vote, um, you need to be willing to stand up and be accountable for yeah. that. And again, I believe 
those of us who are the object of that have a right to know um, who's trying to persuade us to vote in a particular direction. Yeah. Do you get a sense of, uh, I mean, just watching the campaign, it seems like they're pretty energized, just the signature campaign, pretty energized, pretty diverse group uh, participating. Do you get a, a sense of where the Arizona voters will come down on this? I will be very surprised if it doesn't pass overwhelmingly. A comparable measure um, that was on the ballot in the city of Tempe uh, passed with a unheard of uh, over 90%. Ballot measures just don't pass by that amount. So I think people support the goal overwhelmingly. I think these technical concerns that I raise uh, and worry about uh, are likely to be just background noise. It will be, yeah. do you think that dark money should have to have um, the light of disclosure shined upon them? And yeah. uh, the response to that is likely to be overwhelmingly yes. Yeah. So that was outlaw money, outlaw dirty money. Let's talk about the second ballot initiative today, and that is the Clean Energy Initiative. Um, that one, as I understand it, increases the uh, requirement to rely on renewable energy. I think, was it 50% renewable energy by 2030? I believe that's correct. Uh, is there any, what else is in that initiative? Um, not a whole lot. I mean, it, it only applies to utilities that are regulated by the Arizona Corporation mm -hmm. Commission. The largest outlier to that is Salt River Project, which is not regulated by uh, the Corporation Commission. Uh, at present, the commission does have a requirement that uh, all electric utilities get 15% um, of their electricity produced by renewable sources uh, by 2025. Um, so for those utilities, this would increase that to 50% by 2030. And there is a uh, really loud campaign uh, against it, um, led by APS, I think, the, the funding uh, for that. Their uh, attacks on it are twofold. One is that all the spending uh, for the for the uh, for the initiative is coming from California billionaire Tom Steyer. Is that true? I believe it is. We'll we'll have a disclosure of that shortly. They will have to report um, sources of money, but it's been there's not been an attempt to hide um, that as the principal source of money and energy uh, for this particular initiative. So the goal the goal of that attack, I'm I'm guessing, is uh, to make people upset that a rich non-Arizonan is spending money to try to influence our our laws. There's been a lot of attacks on California lately. Yeah, I'm a, <laughs> there, there have, and Governor Ducey um, regularly attacks California as well. Um, we've talked about this previously. My sense is, is that California actually has a pretty good uh, image among Arizonans, at least, I, at least as a summer <laughs> yeah, I, getaway. Uh, when I hear that, I, uh, I, I pause for me. I lived in California for five years. I never had any complaints, really. Uh, I know people live in California. They're, they seem pretty happy over there. I know property, you know, rent and things can be high depending on, on where you live. But, uh, 
you wouldn't to me it doesn't seem as an obvious thing of uh I concur, but but these are groups, the anti-clean energy initiative group and the Ducey campaign that are extremely well financed, do tremendous amount of public opinion research. So I'm assuming that the attack Arizona, attack California and and say don't let Arizona become California must test well. Yeah. Um, a, a, it's a bit of a mystery to me as well. And we've the second attack that's that's made is that's going to increase prices on on energy. We did a whole podcast episode on water and energy policy where we talked about the viability of solar energy and it's uh, kind of the conclusion that we came to in that podcast was that the technology is being developed and market forces are encouraging the development of that technology and that increased you know regulation requirements wouldn't necessarily cause that to speed up that there's that there's enough incentives right now for solar to uh to have that um in what ways uh i, I guess do you agree with the attack that this will cause our energy bills to go up um and, it, and it, in what ways might it cause us to co- uh, pay more money for electricity i uh, fear that that will be the case um, I have no doubt uh, that at some point in time, um, solar energy will produce half and more than half of the electricity and of that Arizonans consume. Uh, but the cost of the panels and equipment that take the sunshine and make it into electricity need to improve in efficiency for that to happen. And there needs to be a quantum leap forward in terms of battery storage capability, um, given how intermittent um, the uh, solar energy flow uh, tends to be. Uh, right now, solar energy is still heavily subsidized. There's there's large federal subsidies. Uh, there is the state, there are some state subsidies, and there's the requirement from the Corporation Commission that these utilities buy it. Um, if you strip those away, solar energy is still um, quite a bit higher than natural gas, and we don't know how long the federal subsidies will continue to exist. So the question is, will this force conversion to solar energy um, quicker than it makes economic sense to do so? The answer is nobody knows. I mean, no one can predict what efficiencies are going to be achieved Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of converting sunshine into energy and um, what advances will be made in in battery storage. And and my view is the Corporation Commission shouldn't be dictating this on its own. Um, The way that it's supposed to work is that utilities decide their energy mix, and retrospectively, the Commission decides whether those were prudent choices in deciding whether to make us pay to reimburse the utilities for building that capacity. Certainly, there is no reason to believe that two million voters in Arizona uh, can figure out 
uh, what the pace of improvement is going to be in solar energy and whether this is a good or a bad idea. Uh, This just isn't something that should be decided through uh, this kind of process. The initiative process? Through the initiative process. I don't even think it should be mandated by regulation. I, I do believe that there are... The per- so, you mean the percent? How much percentage needs to be what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think everyone hopes that we. I mean, we're out in Arizona. It's sunny all the time. It's you know, it's we have we have plenty of opportunity for that. I think everyone would like to see. Well, I guess everyone except for APS maybe is the is the concern. Well, but, a- APS is investing massively in what's known as utility scale solar. So APS doesn't have a problem with solar energy. Uh, it fears rooftop solar um, eating into its market share oh. and making people independent of, of the grid. Uh, and it's, it's sort of confusing to me that as to why APS is pitching such a battle on this. Because if the law requires APS to inefficiently provide us electricity... APS gets to go to the Corporation Commission and stick its captive ratepayers with that cost. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to bear the cost. So while I think the initiative is a bad idea, I'm glad that there are people who are making the arguments against it. Exactly why APS is so heavily invested in it is uh, a bit of a mystery to me because it doesn't. Ha- if this is a mistake, it will be the captive ratepayers of APS that have to pay mm. for it, not APS itself. It has a constitutionally guaranteed right to a rate of return on whatever investment it makes. So you think are, you think that's a miscalculation on their part, or you think there's something that maybe is a possibility that you're not seeing right now? Well, they, they may think that this will um, turbocharge uh, rooftop solar and and eat into their market. But APS has consistently, in my view, made misjudgments about the way in which it plays politics. Uh, We referred to it um, previously. I just think it is a big mistake for um, a regulated utility to be spending big time on trying to influence who's elected to be their realtors. Yeah. That, and it, that, that just has a sour taste and it, that somehow, some way will come back at, um, APS. Yeah. And it makes me suspicious and it makes me want to learn more about this law. Uh, if you were to recommend, uh, where, cause I, information's all over the place everywhere, especially now with, uh, you know, so many sources on the internet. If someone wants to research uh, this particular initiative, where what sources would you direct them to, to do their own research to make up their minds? I'm, I, I'm not familiar with independent um, research that's currently available. Uh, so uh, at this point, I think the best thing to do would be to go to the websites of both the proponents and the opponents, uh, that will give you what each side thinks is their uh, best argument. Ultimately, um, there will be a ballot publicity pamphlet that is uh, produced uh, that will have independent analysis from legislative council um, it, and uh, pro and con arguments. And then the Secretary of State actually, in the last several elections, have gone on a state tour of 
um, having public forums mm-hmm. uh, to provide people more information about the ballot measures. And often there are independent objective groups that um, try to step in mm-hmm. and uh, provide analysis and information that doesn't point to a particular conclusion. Gotcha. I'm just not familiar if anyone has done it at present. Gotcha. Well, let's let's leave it there for the Outlaw Dirty Money Initiative and the Clean uh, Energy Initiative. Lots of initiatives coming up this uh, this November. Uh, lots of candidates as well. So uh, do your research, stay informed, keep listening to the Political Notebook podcast. I'm not sure when the next uh, one will be. We will eventually get to, um, there's one more initiative on uh, real estate um, issues. The realtors successfully appear successfully to have passed an initiative to, to outlaw in the Constitution a sales tax on services. And there's and there's a couple of referendums, uh, one of them being the um, the repeal of the of the voucher law uh, that Save Our Schools is um, has gotten on the on the ballot. So we'll talk about that again uh, in the near future. Um, thanks very much for listening to the Political Notebook podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or any podcasting app. Thanks.